Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget, write a review, subscribe if you haven't already. Share this with your friends. Um, I just believe that these episodes really have the ability to really change the game for your leadership, especially as it pertains to inviting the supernatural into your leadership. Remember, Jesus was a presence-led leader that operated within principles. He was not a principle-led leader that sometimes was led by presence. We see this in John chapter 5, 19. And I kind of want to stay on this track today. I know I haven't come at you in quite some time, um, just me and you. I know I've had a lot of guests on here over the last you know several years, and we're still going to continue that. Uh, we're still going to have that happen, but I do I do want to uh, take some time, like I used to in the beginning, to put more content out where it's just you uh, and myself. And uh, wherever you're listening from, my, my hope, my prayer for you is that the leader within you would become a lot more supernatural in this season of your life. And I was thinking this week, actually, uh, and last week, really about um, this episode and really about this next um, podcast that I was going to put out. And I was thinking about this concept because I've had so many questions over the years and even recently, like, um, how do we start? Like, how do we begin in the supernatural? How do we begin to lean into the prophetic? How do we start? I think so many people are stuck with the starting point. I think this happens in so many areas of our leadership and life. You know, we're stuck in um, what's the next strategy for our business? What's the next step for our schedule to make way for room for, for growth uh, down the road? What's the, what's the first starting point? What's the first step? As so many people are looking for that first step, and especially in the area of what does it mean to be a presence-led leader? Well, I'm talking about um, you know, really experiencing the supernatural in our everyday. This has been my mission since the beginning of my story with Jesus, encountering him when I was 18, just about to turn 19. Uh, the beginning of my journey was saturated in this idea that it's God's plan to really show up in my everyday. And I think I think we would all say that to be true. We believe that principally, but how many of us actually live it out? How many do it? How many, when was the last time you had an encounter with the presence of Lord, with the presence of the Lord, with somebody in the marketplace? This should be happening all the time. And uh, so I want to share some prophetic secrets to you. I'm calling this actually supernatural starting points because we need starting points for the supernatural, supernatural starting points. Of course, everything begins with the person of Jesus, relationship with Jesus, everything begins with making him first in our lives. But he's called us to do some stuff. He's commissioned us to heal the sick. He's commissioned us to raise the dead. He's commissioned us to cast out demons. He's commissioned us to share the kingdom wherever we are, 
freely as we have received, we are called to freely give. And so I want to share um, some supernatural starting points, some tips and how to get started in bringing the supernatural into your everyday or even into your ministry. Maybe you're a pastor, maybe you're a, a leader at some form of ministry leading a you know, some ministry within your church. And hopefully if you're a marketplace kingdom person, you're also very involved in the church because God's called us to, to be both. God's called us to build the house of God uh, in the community that we are in and also, uh, you know, release the kingdom in the culture that is around us all the time that we live 98% of our life in. So, uh, and even if that's your family, maybe you're a single mom listening to this uh, or a single dad, and you're like, you know, where do I start? Well, start with your family. Start with the relationships that you have. Start somewhere. Um, and I, I want to share some principles that I've learned over the years, especially uh, not just from, you know, my relationship with God personally, you know, living here in Ottawa, Canada, locally, but especially as I've traveled around the world, some of the things that I do to to almost open the door to the supernatural in the environments that I'm in. And so I'm going to give you a few keys, and uh, I believe it's really going to impact uh, your world in a powerful way. And, you know, I, I one of the things that I, I make a priority, especially when I travel, not that I don't make it here when I'm, I'm local, but my, my dynamic, my schedule is very different, but I really make uh, a priority when I'm traveling. I try to immerse myself entirely into the meetings that I'm going into. So if I'm speaking at a conference, if I'm speaking at a school, if I'm speaking in some sort of, some sort of you know, business marketplace environment, when I'm traveling, I try to immerse myself in that. I try not to, to mix so too much um, other work into that space. Of course, I do other things and I have to manage other things at home while I'm away. And of course, there's an element of that that always happens. But I try to give God real focused time so I could fully connect with the people that I'm I'm ministering to, uh, and and the space that I'm ministering in. And so I want to say this: I spend a lot of time in prayer, even at the expense of my sleep. So, sometimes, you know, I spend a lot of time in prayer. I spend you know between easily you know two to five hours uh, just in worship and prayer, listening, receiving. And I have to just say this, that sometimes, you know, going into a meeting, depending on where I am, like, it's not always super easy. Like it's, it's busy schedule. It's, it's challenging. I may not get that five hour time. I may get that one hour because, you know, I'm in meetings all day or I'm speaking multiple times during the day. I'm in lunches, I'm in dinners, I'm in breakfasts. These are things that happen, but I try, I try to make sure that I have several hours uh, before I go into a meeting to just focus, calm my spirit, um, and go in and, and be ready to, to see the supernatural, to see the kingdom invade these atmospheres. And so I want to give you uh, a few keys, uh, to start. Um, of course, uh, like I said, you know, I spend time, so worship, pray, listen, these are, these are obvious, um, things, but I want to say, okay, so once we do all that, once we take time Maybe it's the hotel room, whatever. Once we worship, once we pray, once we take time to listen, how do we start? Like, how do we like enter in? Because then it's one thing to like hear a bunch of stuff, sense a bunch of stuff, then a whole other thing to execute when you're in the meeting. And that's where the faith really is wrestled out because 
it doesn't take a lot of faith to spend time with God in a hotel room, you know, you know, listen to God's voice, feel like, you know, God is speaking to you, write things down. It takes the faith to now execute and step into and start, have that starting point to release the supernatural, the kingdom that God wants to release in the atmosphere. And so write these things down. I think they're going to help you. I want to share four, four key uh, points as what I'm calling supernatural starting points to engage the supernatural in any environment that you're in. Now, I'm going to share some stories specifically about uh, a ministry uh, environment, like in the church, but this can be applied to any area. In fact, I've done this many, 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 many hundreds of times over the years, whether it's on the street, whether it's in business meetings, whether it's in some sort of marketplace, you know, uh, part of society. Like I, I apply these principles across the board because like I said, remember, Jesus was a presence-led leader that operated within principles. So as long as we're presence-led, we then can actually incorporate some of these principles in any of the environments that we are in. And so that's the goal. At the end of the day, you know, this is a supernatural leadership podcast. The only way you're a supernatural leader is if you are led by the Spirit. So number one, write this down. Pay attention to the pull. First prophetic secret to begin to release the supernatural in whatever environment you're in is pay attention to the pull. What I mean by that is think about Matthew chapter 4, 14, verse 14, probably be an easier, easier, easy verse to remember. Matthew 14, 14, it says that Jesus went out and he saw a great multi, uh, multitude and he was moved with compassion. He was pulled. This is this is that word. He was moved. Something was pulling him. A love for the people, a love for the sick. It says he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. He saw the people that were in need. He saw the need. He saw the desperation. He saw the affliction and he was pulled with compassion to heal their sick. I think this is the number one thing that we need to tap into when we're in environments is pay attention to the pull. You might feel pulled to this one individual, pulled to this one section of the room. You know, uh, you might feel pulled to an idea. You might feel pulled to uh, something that somebody said. Pay attention to that because the Holy Spirit often will draw us in and speak through us and to us through uh, that pull. And so we, it's kind of the starting point. It's the starting point. Ask the question, okay, God, what are you doing? I remember, you know, um, I was just in Brazil just recently. I was in five different cities, five nights in a row. Um, you know, was, I was on like, I think it was eight flights in like five days and, um, different city, you know, every night, you know, thousands of people, you know, at some point being ministered to powerful, powerful, uh, uh, meetings, but I remember this one meeting and, uh, you know, I, I, before I went into the meeting, I was, I was listening, I was paying attention, you know, I was in worship and I felt God say to me, give me a word of knowledge, uh, for someone's ear. I believe it was the left ear that would be sitting in the middle section of the auditorium. So I, I wrote that down. I wrote a bunch of other things down. There was a bunch of things that I had felt to write down um, you know, some were general, some were specific, and these are my starting points. And so when I say, you know, get some starting points, I find the beginnings of these in my personal time, and then I execute, and then I begin to start the journey 
of unraveling. I see it like a ball of yarn unraveling. I get the ball of yarn in, in, you know, in, in prayer and worship. And then I, you know, get to the meeting and I have to unravel that ball of yarn. Okay. So now what does it look like? Cause you might get one little word. It may be super general, but then that, that once that unravels and you step into it and you call it out, the rest will flow. It's, I liken it to a Kleenex box. The only way you get to the bottom of the Kleenex box is by pulling the first one out. You pull the first one out, the next one comes automatically. You can't get to Kleenex number two if you don't pull Kleenex number one. And so this is kind of how it works in the in the prophetic often. Now, once again, this is not like absolute in the sense of, yeah, God could give you a whole word. It's like super detailed. And that happens all the time for me. But I would say that the majority of the time, God gives me these little starting points. And then I step out in faith and I begin to see that like the ball of yarn begin to unravel. So I had this word about, you know, left ear and, and, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, maybe one or two people stood up. I can't remember. And that was sort of a starting point for me. Then I kind of got into like a little bit of a prophetic flow. We prayed for this person. One of them got healed. Um, it was a powerful moment. Um, but I, I, I don't always, I might address by word of knowledge an issue, but I don't always complete the address until after. So sometimes I'll address an issue They'll stand up, then I'll prophesy. And then by the time I'm finished prophesying, I know they're healed. Like, for example, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to rewind a little bit further here or fast forward a, a little bit further. I was in another meeting. This is just fresh. So I'm using this as sort of, a, um, you know, illustrations for you. I was in another meeting just actually, I think it was the day after this meeting, actually. And uh, there was a girl I had a word of knowledge about someone's specific Their I think it was their right foot. I can't remember if it was light, right or left now. And, um, you know, I, I called this person up. I, I believe it was a woman. They stood up. Uh, they had a condition in their, I think it was their possibly their ankle or their bottom of their foot. I can't remember now. And I was, you know, we addressed it. They, they, they stood up. I didn't pray right away for the foot. I began to prophesy. I began to ask the Lord, what do you want it to say? Because I knew and I felt in my spirit as I speak into her soul, as I speak encouragement, strength, and comfort, it's going to release a faith on the inside of her to, rele to, to, re to, to receive the healing that was called out by a word of knowledge. So after I began to prophesy, I remember I said on the mic, I said, watch this now, test your foot. And her foot was completely healed. And so, you know, these are starting points for me. I don't obviously know everybody going into the meeting, right? So uh, I get starting points. And then when I'm in the meeting, I lean in. I lean into whether it's the word of knowledge, discernment, faith, healing, the miraculous. I lean in word of wisdom, you know, word of prophecy. I lean in once I get the starting point, but I need that pull. So when I get into a meeting and I call somebody out, let's say I call three or four people out, I might be pulled to one person. I might feel God's highlighting that one person. I feel compassion for that one person. I lean into that. There was this, um, you know, uh, I was in a gym. I was at a gym recently in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, during a conference that I was speaking at. And I was just there, you know, uh, you know, working out, doing my thing. And it was one other guy in the gym, just one other guy. And um, it was me and him. And, you know, I when I work out, usually I like to focus and, uh, you know, get a good workout in. I don't usually get into long conversations, but I know when God moves and he pulls on my spirit, I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm willing. I, I drop, I drop in on the, on those moments. 
And um, in Edmonton, this guy started kind of looking at me. I could feel him pulling on my spirit. I don't, I can't explain it. It was like, I could feel like this magnetic pull. And so I'm paying attention. We ended up getting into a conversation and very quickly uh, the conversation went into this sort of moment where I knew God was going to speak. I began to lean in. I began to prophesy and the guy began to bawl his eyes out in the gym. I had a word of knowledge specifically about a certain timeline in his life, about a, a relational you know, break in his life. Like he had a divorce and some of the, the things that he was dealing with in this season of life. And he was bawling his eyes out in the gym, got to pray for him. He has this encounter with Jesus. Um, doesn't have much of a grid for, for who Jesus is, but I got to share the gospel with him. Powerful, powerful moment. But I had to pay attention to the pull. Hey, pause, a little commercial break. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you and you're wanting to take your supernatural leadership to the next level, visit supernaturalleadership.com and join one of our on-demand courses. It is going to change the game. So many amazing testimonies already have come out of people over the years taking this course content. I want to encourage you, sign up today. We have a special offer for you. And as well, if you want to go even deeper, and take your leadership to the next level, I would encourage you, and maybe you've already thought about this before, but getting a coach, a one-on-one -on -one mentor. Well, I have an opportunity that I wanna invite you into with myself, one-on-one -on -one mentoring and coaching. It may be a short time or even a longer time. We have many different co coaching packages that we offer, and I wanna encourage you to consider this today. I believe it will take your leadership to the next level. Dream interpretation, growing in your discipleship, growing in the word, maybe even preparation for you for vocational ministry and bringing the supernatural into every sphere of society. I wanna encourage you today, click the link in the description, fill out the survey and we'll see if coaching is a good fit for you. If I was going to release the kingdom in that moment, so many people miss kingdom opportunities because they don't pay attention to the pull, which brings me to the next point is after you feel the pull, you got to lean in. You got to lean into that pull by focusing and paying attention. So I feel the pull, you know, this guy, now I'm leaning in God, what are you saying? Uh, which actually goes to my next point, but I'm not there yet. But leaning in is, is sort of like, okay, stopping, pausing, and just paying attention, paying attention, because then you're going to ask the question, God, what are you saying? What are you you doing? And uh, this is point number two, write this down. Do you have to lean in? Number one, we have pay attention to the poll. Number two, you got to lean in, focus, pay attention to the moment. Don't miss your opportunity because all you're doing is thinking in your mind, oh, what a coincidence. We're having this amazing conversation about God and this just is a cool conversation and kind of end at that. No, lean in and say, God, what are you doing? Like, what, what, what do you want to release right now in this moment? Remember, you are an ambassador of Christ. You represent heaven wherever you are. And so once you've paid attention, paid, uh, excuse me, paid, paid attention to the bull, and then you lean in, I want you to listen, ask the question. This is point number three. Listen, ask the question, God, what are you saying? John 5, 19, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. John 8, 38, I only say what I hear my father saying or what I see my father saying. So these are the questions. This is the sort of the perfect, this is the biblical motivator in these moments. I only want to do what I see the father doing. I only want to say what I see the father saying. So please open my ears to hear, help me to hear 
your voice in this moment. Recognize your voice in this moment. And I, you know, I was just to go back to Brazil for a second in one of these meetings as I'm creating through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit obviously gave me these starting points and I can tell you thousands of them. I'm just giving you a quick example here. I might have a starting point like, okay, hey, anybody in here called to missions? I feel like God wants to pray for some people that are called overseas to missions. Five people might stand up and then I might feel pulled. That's my starting point. I might feel pulled to one or two of them. Now, I, I pray for all of them, but I might feel pulled to one or two of them that will then open the door to some wild prophetic words. Well, I had this one word. I can't remember what it was. It was kind of general. A few people stood up and I saw this woman in the back and I was being pulled to her and I started to lean in, focus, pay attention. I started to listen. And all of a sudden I see this almost like this panoramic vision superimposed over her. And I saw her wearing the, um, I saw her wearing like what looked like lawyer clothes. I can't describe it to you. It's like I had this sense, you know, in a dream, you know, things may not make sense, but you have this inner knowing of what a person is or what something is, but in the natural doesn't really make sense, but you just know that, you know, well, I just felt like these were like lawyer clothes that were on her. I saw her as this advocate. I saw a spirit of justice over her life. And I began to prophesy about this legal element, this legal call over her life, this advocacy call over her life, this lawyer call over her life. And I began to prophesy. And as I'm leaning in, as I'm listening, all of a sudden I could feel this like stirring, this bubbling up. We call this the knobby prophet. You know, part, I'd say the, the majority of the time um, God uses me as sort of more of a seer. I see things. I have vision. I have real um, clear vision over people, open vision, closed eye vision. Um, I'm very sensitive to that um, in that way. But I also operate as what the Bible would call more of also a knobby prophet, which is a bubbling up. It's like a, it's like water boiling. It's like, as I begin to go, it's like, I am that ball of yarn or I am that, you know, rock rolling down the hill, the mountain, as I begin to roll, I gain momentum. And it's like this, but boiling, this bubbling up begins to happen. And I remember as I was seeing it, seeing it, um, seeing what I was seeing was like the starting point. And then this thing began to bubble up. And all of a sudden I saw the scene shift and I saw like a panoramic vision over her. And I saw her with a, um, like a judge ha uh, hammer and, um, and uh, is it, is it a gavel? I can't remember what it's called now. I saw a judge hammer and I saw it and I said, all of a sudden now I see it was like in the moment. I see you from a lawyer to becoming a judge. I see a judge. And I saw this whole thing. It was like really powerful. And as I said the word judge, I pointed at her. The power of God hit her and she like literally crumbled onto the ground and the place just erupted. Now, I had no idea. I didn't know this person. I'm with the translator, Portuguese. I have no idea who this person is. Never met her in my life. After the meeting, I understand I get this um get the feedback from some of the leaders they say hey she's a lawyer and she's studying to become a judge and so here we have uh, i didn't have any of that word going into the meeting but i had a starting point that caused a few people to stand up and then i paid attention to the pull i leaned in i listened and then god began to convey like a ball of yarn begin to unravel this prophetic word that Probably to this day, I mean, she's probably still reeling about it because God was like highlighting her saying, hey, I see you, I notice you, and you're on the right track. So these are the things that we want 
with the prophetic. We want people to have a confirmation of where they are and where they're going. This is why we lean in. This is why it's so important that we get these supernatural starting points, but we have to go through a little bit of a process. Everybody wants it easy. Here's the thing. Faith is not easy. You know, I'd love to be able to just go into a meeting uh, and somebody to say to me, Hey, I only want you to, all I want you to do is just preach, preach, just, just teach. I, I can do that. I can do that. Of course, I still have to trust in the Lord to do that, but it's a way different type of faith when you're stepping out, making yourself vulnerable and speaking into unfamiliar things and unknown scenarios with unknown people. And you're declaring things that require a lot of faith and a lot of trust in God that have to do with maybe the future or even the present. There's a whole other realm of faith and faith is a journey. It's not something that we just understand overnight. It's something that is birthed within us. We don't choose to operate in faith. God births faith faith on the inside of us. It's a it's a divine persuasion. The Bible actually defines faith like God's divine persuasion, where we're so persuaded. We didn't make the choice to be in faith. No, no, I feel persuaded by God in faith that God is going to do A, B, C, and D. And th that that is a whole wrestle in and of itself. And so I'm giving you some keys on how to walk out that faith as it pertains to releasing the supernatural and releasing the kingdom. Number four, so we have number one, pay attention to the pull. Number two, lean in. Number three, listen. Number four, okay, we got to step out now. And I've kind of shared really all of these things in all of the illustrations I've already shared. These are all things that have to take place uh, in the process. Of course, we have to execute. We can't just pay attention to the poll. We can't just lean in. We can't just listen. We actually have to do. We have to step out. We have to execute. Remember, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says it's impossible to please God except by faith. Faith is the most powerful currency. Yes, some could argue, well, love is the most powerful currency. Well, you can't even have love unless you have faith because you have to, obviously, God first loved us that then birthed a faith within us to believe that we were first loved, that we were loved by God. So we need faith to even love you guys. And so Hebrews 11, 6, it's impossible to please God except by faith. It takes faith for me inside of me to believe that I'm a beloved son. Uh, it takes a God persuasion that I am loved, and therefore then I can love my neighbor as myself. I can love the Lord God with all my heart, soul, and mind. It takes faith. Faith is the starting point. And uh, Abraham had this. I mean, Abraham, you know, you read back in the beginning of Genesis, Abraham cuts a covenant. God cuts a covenant with Abraham, tells him he's going to, you know, do these amazing things, have, you know, the, the descendants, his descendants will be numerous like the stars. He can't even count uh, the descendants. It's going to be massive, this massive promise. Of course, Isaac was the beginning of that promise. And God gives Abraham this, this massive promise. He's like 100 years old. He finally begins to fulfill that promise. But before all that, before all of the promise, before, before the covenant, Abraham had to step out. He had to leave what was familiar. He had to step out of his security. He had to move into unfamiliar territory at the word of God. So God will give me a word in my prayer time. God will give me a word maybe when I'm in the meeting. God will give me a word while I'm in the conversation. But then I actually have to step out, even if it feels unfamiliar, even if it feels hard. I'm stepping out of what's secure. What's secure for me is just, you know, living 
logically living a normal everyday life, like, you know, going to work nine to five, you know, I can check off my to-do list, but man, you put God in your equation, you put God in any equation, he will mess up your schedule. He will mess up your logic. He will mess up what you have created to create some sort of what I would call false sense of security to make you feel like you're doing amazing things in your life. I'm not saying you're not doing amazing things, but let me just tell you, you'll do even more amazing things when you include God in the journey. Abraham had to step out into territory and uh, into a space that was not yet known, unfamiliar, leave everything that he knew behind to enter into the new thing. If you want to enter in to experiencing the supernatural in your leadership, you need to step out. You need to execute. You need to find these starting points and begin to let that ball of yarn unravel, gaining momentum like a rock rolling down the mountain. You know, it might be hard to push in the beginning. It's really heavy. It's a heavy rock. It's like, man, it's not moving. But once it moves a little bit and it moves a little bit more and it moves a little bit more and it gains momentum, it's unstoppable. This is the life you're called to live, but you need these starting points to encourage you along the journey to get to where you're supposed to go. And so I, I hope this helps you. Uh, I hope this encourages you. I hope this can be like a little, uh, you know, leadership devotional for your day, for your week, for your month. I'd encourage you as an activation, apply what I've talked about in the next seven to 10 days, every day, take 10 minutes a small amount of time. Take 10 minutes. Start your day. It could be in the middle of your day. It could be even at the end of the day. Whatever works for you. I'm not going to give you a timeline or even a, a time to do it. But take 10 minutes and just simply listen, lean in, pay attention, look for that pull. Maybe you're in your workplace tomorrow and you're in a meeting and you feel pulled to this one employee. Pay attention to that. Lean in. Say, God, what, what are you doing? Ask God the question, what do you want to say? Maybe that person needs encouragement. You're being moved like Jesus was for compassion. You know, Jesus in this scripture, Matthew 14, 14, he was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. Maybe there's a sickness, whether it's spiritual or physical, that God wants to heal through your words of encouragement. Maybe it's a prayer for a physical sickness, or maybe it's just a spiritual sickness. There's darkness in their life and you want encouragement from you because you paid attention to the pull. You leaned in, you listened, you stepped out. One encouragement lit up that darkness, changed the game for their life. And so I want to encourage you seven to 10 days, take 10 minutes, be open. And then be open in the meetings that you're in. Be open in the business uh, interactions you have. Be open in the grocery store. Be open with your kids. Be open with your spouse. Be open with your family. Be open with your friends. And just watch what God does. Start doing something today. You know, I, I believe that the greatest thing you can do in the kingdom to grow is to give is to receive first and then give. Receive and then give. Giving out what you've really received. This is Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, really, when Jesus gives a commission to his disciples, says, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out, uh, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. And at the end, in the last verse in verse 8, it says, freely as you have received, freely give. When you, you've received so much from God, it's time for you to give. When you give, it's like watering the seed. Uh, it's 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 going to grow the seed. It's going to put roots down in the soil. That's how we grow trees. We have to give the seed that we've received into the ground, release it. After we've received it, 
so that it can get watered. It's watered because we activate it. We we start take, taking care of it. We put it in the right environment, and then we watch that thing grow. God wants to grow your leadership in this season. Grow the kingdom part of your leadership in this season of your life. And so seven to 10 days, you got this. Give God 10 minutes a day. Receive, pay attention, <clears throat> lean in a little bit, listen, step out, and watch God do amazing things in your world. Remember, Everyone has a leader within, so let's that let's make that leader not just a little more supernatural, but a lot more supernatural in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Sean Gaby, and we'll see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.